That's what she's saying. Aloha. This is international baritone Quinn Kelsey, and this is the CBH Podcast. Good morning. Uh, Thursday, October 21st. It's finally feeling like fall out here. I got the long sleeve uh, Henley on today. That's how I know I switch. <laughs> Most of my clothes stay the same no matter what the weather. Uh, I just put sleeves on. That's it. That's the only difference. <laughs> I don't think grown men should wear shorts in public. <laughs> I think if you're, I think if you're um, uh, at the golf course, that's the only acceptable place for a grown man to wear shorts in public. <laughs> I stick to that. Uh, I was, <laughs> I noticed on a plane the other day, and fortunately the guy wasn't sitting next to me, but it was, he was across the aisle, and uh, you know, just like full man leg on display, just like pasty. Like patchy, hairy. It wasn't even like <laughs> it wasn't even consistently hairy. He was like sixty, and so <laughs> it was patchy, hairy, and just 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 pasty, <laughs> veiny. <laughs> his white socks were pulled up high, and 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 he kept crossing his legs, and so he was like <laughs> they were like getting pushed out. Uh, you know, <laughs> I just don't think a grown man. A, an adult human male should wear shorts in public. That's all. <laughs> I'm pro. I'm pro man pant burka. <laughs> You'd be hard pressed to see my bare legs ever. <laughs> if we meet at the pool or the golf course, uh, you you might get a you might get a glimpse, but otherwise, never. <laughs> the dead of summer, I've got jeans on. <laughs> I don't care how uncomfortable I am too. I just, I, I'm, I'm offended by it. <laughs> uh, but I'm not one of these people that thinks because you're offended that, you know, just something should stop happening. But I just want to, you know, as a whole, uh, just be wildly against man leg in public. Man leg. <laughs> Female legs, fine. They're nice. They're shaved. They're, they're um, taken care of. Men, men don't think about their legs too often. And you can see that, especially at the gym. We got one guy, he's huge from the waist up. He's like a monster, just huge shoulders and chest and arms. And, and he works hard. I mean, he's in there every day working hard, but he's got these little stick chicken legs. Clearly. I mean, it's like a joke. The, the joke is that, that people skip leg day, but this guy is for real skipping leg day, like forever. He has no interest in doing anything with his legs. He's got these skinny little legs. Uh, I don't even wear shorts at the gym, <laughs> uh, but he's one of these guys that that wears. Um, he has like a sleeveless hoodie, um, you know, because he needs to be able to see his arms in the mirror. Uh, but he keeps the keeps the hoodie on, and the hoodie hood is up over his hat. He also wears a mask, and so he just sort of <laughs> looks like some sort of bandit criminal. <laughs> not not to stereotype hoodies. 
but uh, the hoodie up indoors never quite makes sense to me, but he needs it. This is, I mean, I think he probably wants to distract from the fact that his legs are like two toothpicks. <laughs> he doesn't want, he doesn't want to reveal his identity lest you, lest you comment on his very, very feminine legs. <laughs> so stupid. Uh, it's funny at the gym. It's just surrounded by mirrors. We all got to look at ourselves while we do this. And uh, for some people, it's probably helpful in that, it, you know, the reality of that mirror is is uh, motivating them. That's good. I like that. I don't get into the whole, um, I don't know. There, there's a lot of talk. People talk about body shaming and, and um, um, I don't know. I want to I want to promote health. Uh, I love seeing overweight people at the gym. I love it. Those people motivate me. That's tough. It's tough when you're real big. There, there's one real big guy at the gym, and uh, he, you know, he's got a hard time even walking. He's so big, and, and but he's in there. He's in there, and he's doing it, and he's sweating. And um, I am motivated by that guy. I love that guy, and I'm and I'm. I'm, I'm cautious to say anything to him because I know people get very, there's just a lot of talk about it, you know, just, just, um, you know, I've heard both, I've heard a lot of sides of the body shaming, um, discussion and that even complimenting somebody who, who looks good is not, is not, um, always the best thing or so I've been told. <laughs> I like when somebody, somebody tells me I look good and I, that I find that motivating, but, but other people might, might then take that as, as, um, they might hear those words ring in their head when they don't look so good and then they feel bad about themselves, which I, which I really don't like. But I, my instinct is to tell people who have made a change in their life that they look good. Um, and, and this big guy at the gym, I would, I would just love to just, you know, give him a fist bump, something say, Hey man, keep it going, keep it going. He's, he's, you know, I have no idea how old he is. I would imagine he's in his thirties. He looks older. Um, uh, but he's, he's in there and, and just the, uh, just deciding to make a change and and following through is very difficult. Anybody can get pumped up. You know, you can sit there and get pumped up in the evening, looking at the computer, feeling inspired, going to change. Tomorrow's going to be different. Tomorrow I'm going to change my diet. Tomorrow I'm going to go to the gym. And you can get really worked up. Uh, but it, that that early morning gym call is tough. And, um, and, and, Changing food habits is tough. That's, these things are difficult. It takes discipline. And, and discipline is something, is a muscle that needs to be exercised. You know, just being disciplined is something that takes practice. It's, it's funny. You can't, just, you can't just decide tomorrow, I'll be disciplined today. Um, it's, it's, um, it, it's all but impossible. Um, uh, discipline really takes practice. And starting and failing and starting and failing is, is often often the case. And I, I, I look at the people who, um, achieve marathons. I'm, I'm thoroughly impressed, thoroughly, uh, not even jealous because I, I really can't imagine putting myself through that kind of torture. But, um, uh, when I, when I see somebody who you wouldn't expect, uh, to be able to do that, suddenly doing that, um, it's, it's wildly impressive to me. And when I see the big dude at the gym, I just, I would love to just give him the, the motivation that day just to say, Hey man, I see you here every day. I see you working hard. Keep that going. Uh, it's not my place. He's maybe he's not even looking for it. I know that if I was him, uh, I might take, uh, I might take some, some confidence boosting out of that. 
uh, it is my instinct. I'm not going to. I'm going to refrain. Somebody illuminated me to this whole whole body shaming thing where perhaps telling somebody how good they look could actually have a negative a, a negative effect on them. Now, the person saying it to me was very big, um, and so that, that was clearly their experience. Um, uh, but I wasn't... Um, um, yeah, it's a funny place. I love when people make a change, and I feel like I want to reinforce that. But yeah, weight, people who who lose a lot of weight often gain a lot of weight, and it's it's um it's a yo yo thing. And i I can go I can go up or down twenty five pounds in a year with minimal effort both ways. Uh, so I sort of understand that. But I'm I'm uh, I'm a large man. Uh, I would look very funny at two hundred and twenty pounds. I have looked funny at two hundred and twenty pounds. I look a lot better at two forty. And I feel a lot better at 235, but it, um, you know, uh, it's not it's not out of the realm to to go above that. Uh, but I have always enjoyed when people told me I look good, and I find that motivating. Uh, I don't. I, I can be very critical of the guy in the mirror uh, and have a fair amount of body dysmorphia, uh, where I get very angry at myself. Uh, I know a lot of people do that, I, and I don't I don't know if that's healthy or not, but it's what I do. <laughs> I never starve myself. When I decide to tighten up, you just make better decisions. Stop drinking. Uh, you know, just, just, I know where I sabotage myself. Everybody knows. You all know where you sabotage yourself. Uh, a lot of people just have a, a great start to their morning and by evening, you know, they're, they're eating a box of cookies. Oh. <laughs> uh. It's going to be a lifelong battle. It's a lifelong struggle of of what's going in. I and I don't know where to point to. You know, I don't. I don't like. I'm not the kind of person to blame uh, genetics or environment. I think we're all we're all responsible for ourselves. But you definitely get habits when you're young. Uh, you know, just uh, uh, you know what what was the food in the house when we were young? You know, especially in the '80s when all this stuff was just getting mass produced crap. Um. You know, and, it, and you're depending on your family's uh, socioeconomic standing, uh, really dependent on what kind of food you had in the house. And and uh, you know, if you had to feed a family of five, and we're not we're not uh, super wealthy, um, you know, th- there's going to be times where where pasta's on the menu more than more than recommended because <laughs> you got to feed everybody. I get it. I get it. It's a lot easier. Now to make good choices, I can go into Whole Foods and buy all my groceries, and you f- and 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 you're you just have healthier choices in front of you. That's not to say the regular grocery store doesn't also have those choices, but it's just not as prevalent. It's not as um, um in your face. You know, you go through Whole Foods and you feel like I should I should get good things. I should not get crap. There's plenty of crap to be found in there too, but it's not it's not my instinct when I'm in there to load up on a bunch of junk. Um, you know, and that's, that's, um, that's the, the, the difference economically speaking, household economics wise, uh, really funny. Um, I, I have a, I have a good friend, I won't say who or where, but recently, you know, there's all this talk about this, um, Facebook whistleblower, this person who. Uh, put out some internal memos from Facebook saying how this is really not good for people. You know, there, there was a lot of uh, a lot of it had to do with uh, misinformation and news and filtering of that filtering. 
and um, but also the impact, especially with its sub company Instagram and its impact on young girls. Uh, I talked about this a little bit once. Just this idea that um, young girls were were psychologically taking a big hit from all the fake Instagramming. And so, you know, this is sort of a, a interesting topic and, and a recent topic, and, and I'm very interested in it because um, I'm also somebody who's addicted to Instagram. You all know how I feel about Facebook. I killed mine years ago and, and haven't missed a thing. <laughs> There's no part of my life that I feel is lacking because I'm not on Facebook. If something's super important or interesting, it finds its way to you, I assure you. But I am somebody who, who looks at Instagram a lot. I just do. And, um, I, I follow plenty of people who are working out. I, I like to see, I like to see, um, workout techniques and bodybuilding and, and, um, this is something that interests me. And, and so it, it shows up, you know, whatever you're interested just shows up. This thing, it knows us. It knows, it knows. Uh, but I, I, I like to look at those things, but I, it doesn't, it doesn't have a negative impact on me, at least not one that I'm aware of. I, I see all right, this guy's working on this and, and that's doing this. And, you know, I just sort of like take the tip. It's like watching somebody work out at the gym. You go, what is he doing? Look at the size of his shoulders. What is he doing? And then you watch and then you just steal that, you know, like if you want to be successful, find somebody who does what you want to do and then do that thing. <laughs> that is success. It's not rocket science. And so I, I like it for that reason. Some people look at uh, um, recipes. Some people... Look at, um, you know, whatever, whatever you're into. I, I look at watches on there. I like to see watches. I see a bunch of watches I could never afford, but I still like to see them. It's like looking at a Ferrari, you know, like it's not practical, but it's cool. Uh, but this does have an impact on, on young teenage girls and, and one that Facebook admitted to, you know, admitted this is a problem. And and so my 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 friend recently just posted something very simple and, and fairly innocuous about filters, uh, Instagram filters, and, and how this was um, not a good thing. And I don't, I don't disagree or agree. Um, it is what it is. I, I put filters on things all the time just to focus a picture or, or just make you look like a better photographer or something a bit more interesting. Um, uh, yeah, I have no problem messing with the, with the lighting and shading on a, on a photograph. We've all done it, right? Um, yeah. And I know there's tricks that people do to make themselves look skinnier or bustier or, or taller or whatever, but I just, uh, this, this one person just had that thing to say and, and, and it just made me think, um, not so much about them, but just about people in general. Um, everything's a filter. Life, life is nothing but a filter and a framing, right? Uh, we try to cut through the bullshit, but I mean, let's be honest. If you dye your hair, that's a filter, right? If you if you wear makeup, that's a filter. You have filtered reality through this process of putting on high heels or putting on a fake tan or makeup or hair color. Or if I put on a... a a t-shirt that's one size too small and that makes you look bulkier. You're that's a filter, right? If I put on a black suit, that's slimming. That's a filter. It's not really that much difference. 
I mean, you know, one is one one is in the physical world and one is in the digital world, but it's all a filter, right? I wear a beard, so my jaw looks better, right? That's the same thing. That's a filter. Can't filter out this giant nose I have, but <laughs> some things are just reality. But you know, plenty of plenty of short people are wearing lifts and heels, and and um, that's a that's just another version of a filter. Uh, so it, it it seems like I don't I, and 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 don't get me wrong, I have no problem with the filter. Do it. If it makes you feel better. Do it. If it makes somebody else feel bad, we need to address that. Um, but uh, if it makes you personally feel better about your photo or about yourself or about your place in the world that day because you're you're dressed particularly well, clothing is another filter. Look at my beautiful clothing, right? That's not really reality. It's just clothing. It's clothing over a body. Um, I don't know. Um, I feel like we're just surrounded by these filters and that... I don't care. I don't care if people use it or don't use it. What I care about is the hypocrisy. <laughs> so if you're going to say how much you don't like filters, I think I think we need to consider how much of our life is actually another version of a filter. Um, uh, I, I, I'm sure that I'm guilty of it. I must be guilty of it. I tried to do this podcast here with, with um, no bullshit and no... No, I always say that. No, no framing, uh, authentic authenticity. And so I try to just come up here and be who I am, but maybe, I don't know. It's, it's possible. I could be just subconsciously filtering. Um, I use a, I use a, 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 a very good microphone here that makes me sound resonant and present. Now I, I do have that in real life, but it's probably not as, as buzzy and as clear as it's coming through right now in your ears. That's a filter, right? This is all a filter. Um, I'm sure I'm guilty of it, but I don't like the hypocrisy. <laughs> That's what bugs me. Uh, just one of those things. It was. It was. Um, it just sort of hit me, and we were having a conversation in the house here about filters and and the difference between a digital one and and one in in the world. And I just I was failing to see the that these things weren't the same. They're the same to me. Uh, and I love filters. I love I love uh, eye makeup on women. I love that. Uh, I think that I look better when I have a bit of a tan. You know, uh, that's a filter. These are filters. Uh, I don't know. It's a funny thing. It's a funny thing. This digital world. It's going to ruin us. I think the Unabomber was right. <laughs> and if you think I'm crazy, look that up. I don't think the Unabomber was right in bombing people, but the man wrote a manifesto uh, that that effectively talks about how uh, advances in technology were going to eventually ruin the world. And um, I don't know, it's not feeling wrong. <laughs> Anything that pulls us away from, from nature um, and and puts us more in front of these screens is probably not that great for us. I just, I, I don't, we're the guinea pigs on this too. We're the ones who are going to find out just exactly what this is going to cost. And the cat's out of the bag. You can't put technology back in the bag. It's here. That's all there's to it. And so we, we need to find these times to get away from it. And, uh, I'm, I'm no different than anyone else. I got the same online problems as everyone else. Um, I'm trying to I'm trying to do this thing here because this feels very real to me and is not um, curated. It's so self righteous. Ugh. 
Sometimes I can't stand myself. See, I'm doing it better. We can all be doing it better. And uh, filters and screens and all this stuff is, is um, you know, it's it's a nice thing to pass the time when you're in the bathroom. But, um, you know, it's just not. If you got a real person in front of you, you got to get rid of that thing. i got to get rid of that thing. I think I'm talking to myself right now. Don't worry about what I'm telling you. <laughs> I'm talking to me. <laughs> Uh, start with Facebook. Just get rid of it. It it was one of the most healing things in my in my uh, existence. Uh, and they give you that they give you that um, grace period. They know you're gonna just fail, and so you shut that thing down. And then it tells you, you know, the first message when you shut Facebook down, the first message you get is, "Well, we're just gonna keep it here for the next thirty days." You know, if you want to come back, it'll just be all ready for you. <laughs> That's some evil shit right there. Like, you you decide, all right, I'm not eating ice cream anymore. <laughs> but you don't throw the ice cream out. You leave it in the freezer. I'm just going to leave it here, you know, just in case. <laughs> it's evil shit, that Facebook. I can't, I can't, um, uh, you know, my wife is a part of some, uh, different groups on there that are very supportive and good, good places where good information is passed around about the neighborhood or about the school or about the, the lifestyle of, of, uh, people who work in our business. Like I, I have, I have learned through her that some of these things are very, very positive this group, this group, um, uh, effort of, of solving problems you know because when our, our our parents were raising us they didn't have these resources you know they had parenting you know one parenting book and whatever their mother told them you know but but um we have a lot of we have a lot of information at our hands when it comes to being parents and 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 navigating uh different social things and and so you know i think some of that can be good but uh 98 of it and any and all news uh, is is just poison. It's fucking poison. Okay, that's enough. Enough, CVH. I love you for listening. Thursday, October 21. Uh, hey. Washington National Opera starts on Monday for me. Back to work. Back to work. Uh, everybody have a great weekend, and uh, we'll see you on Monday. Okay, thanks. Bye.
gonna say 